Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to Building Your Business right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I am your host, Tara Troy, and my guests who have been here before, please go back and listen to their shows because they are awesome, is Elaine Jacques and Christopher Salem. We're going to be talking about preparing for the new norm in business. Uh, yeah, you know, we're, we're looking at a new norm and we don't quite know what it's going to be. You know, as Chris says, you know, becoming a trusted advisor in your business in the new economy. What is this new economy going to be all about? And, and, and Elaine, you know, we've just commented on this is that when you're talking about supporting and promoting, it's either side of Elaine's name. I mean, she is actually kind of an educator supporter, but she is out there on LinkedIn just being that person that is supporting and promoting and uplifting and sharing away with people. And in a lot of ways, that is kind of going to be the new norm. It's, it's about getting out there and how do we share our new practices? How do we share a new perspective? How do we uh, approach these uh, restrictions that are out there, but also look upon it as you know, creativity and how we can stretch our wings out in a different way? What opportunities are being presented to us? So the reason I've got Chris and Elaine here today, because we've got the perfect yin and the yang, and they're going to share their wonderful expertise and enthusiasm because I think we all need a little help. And as we were just pointing out, we're kind of almost at the end of quarantine here. You know, it's kind of getting to that point where everybody's saying, let me out. <laughs> and everybody wants to get back to work, back to life, back to everything else. But at the same time, it's don't put your roller skates on. You know, this is step by step because we are navigating a new path, aren't we? Welcome back, Elaine. Welcome back, Chris. Pleasure to be here. Wonderful. Well, I'm going to, you know, first give everybody a little snippet of you. I do invite people to go back and listen to your previous shows with me. But just give everybody a little snapshot of who you are before we dive into what our solutions could be. Elaine, ladies first. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you again, Sarah. It is my pleasure and my honor to be here with you and with Chris. Have a lot of respect for both of you and what all of you do. So, <laughs> so I am Elaine Jacques. I am a leadership presence and leadership development coach, and I'm also a medical speech language pathologist. So I come at all of this with a bit of a medical background as well. So just happy to be here today. Happy to be having this conversation about what the exciting opportunities are coming forward. Mm -hmm. Chris. Well, thank you. And I, it's such a presence to be with both of you. I just love so the energy here. Uh, so I'm, I'm an executive coach and a corporate trainer and professional speaker, and I work with both individuals and corporations in terms of using a growth mindset as the foundation to build a sustainable business model. And with individuals, I teach them how to become trusted advisors in their business so they learn how to grow their business through their sphere of influence to referrals by doing why they do what they do versus what they do. So we build them up through a growth mindset building up their confidence so that they can be more of an influence in order to attract people based upon their own core values and principles that lead to uh, sustainable business through referrals. 
With corporations, I help them to build interdependent uh, work environments and teams, uh, doing that again by addressing uh, the, the organization with the growth mindset as the foundation, and then using effective communication principles, uh, such as active listening, listening to understand, and then leading by examples as ways to go about doing that that leads to more efficiency, productivity, and of course, profitability. You said my magic word, you know, these are um, what I call the why shows. Why are we doing what we're doing? You know, what is propelling us forward? And then it's the, if you, if you don't have your why, you're not going to know your how. Um, and what drives us in our lives? That's our why. Now, you know, when you do speak to Elaine or just, you know, know her presence, you know, she exudes her why. She just simply loves people and loves supporting people. And that's extremely evident. You've got a drive, Chris, of having people find their success. But I really am happy the fact that you mentioned the why. What is your why? Because if you don't know your why, what are you representing? Right, Chris? It's the core, it comes down to core values. I mean, again, there's no coincidence why we're all three on here because we share similar core values and principles. We put people first. We value those values, you know, honesty, integrity. And these are the things that people connect on subconsciously. So when you think about it in your business, you know, it's not necessarily what you do. We, a lot of people get caught up in like, what makes me unique? And what, you know, why are people going to buy for me? Yes, people are going to buy things they need, no question. But it, if somebody is going to buy from you, it's not basically first what you do, it's why you do what you do. Mm. It's the things that are indirect because they have to trust you in, in order to want to do business with you. They want to feel that you relate to them. And it's those core values and principles directly and indirectly that connect with people subconsciously that gain their trust initially to you know, at least start the conversation to, to move the relationship forward. Yeah, they've got to buy you before they buy from you. And you know, Elaine, you're a person that exudes you know, that, that invitation, I would say it's inspiration for invitation and you exude that out there. And I said, you're the ultimate promoter and supporter, but you don't just willy nilly, you know, support everyone. You, you, as you said, the core value and you get behind people that are living their why, you know, people that that's your whole platform. There is, Oh, I love your why I'm right there behind it. Um, this is what you love doing, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And what Chris said is so true. We really don't connect specifically with someone's product or someone's mm -hmm. service. We connect with them. We connect with their face, their values, their presence. And really that is, as you so very kindly say, exuding their why of why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you offering the service or the product that you're offering? And that either connects or doesn't connect with my why, which is I value integrity. I value someone who cares, someone who's actually honest and who's doing something because they see an actual need, not just, I want to make money. And you're, that you're not an Amazon, that. right? You're not an Amazon. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know that this is one of the things I think that might be part of the danger. And everybody's had to go online now and, and communicate in a different way. And of course, Zoom is, as you said, you can't get customer service and you had hackers yesterday. And, oh, God, you, yeah. know, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> part of the technology blues. But we've had to adjust the way we connect and build relationships. Chris, what challenges have you seen with your clientele in adjusting to this new way of doing business right now? Well, I mean, again, it's, you know, anytime when you have a global pandemic, I mean, this is the first kind of of its kind. You think about when we had the financial crash. Yes, on some level that it did affect a lot of people because it affected, you know, the, 
different you know major cities around the around the united uh, around the country or in different countries but this is something that has affected everyone and what happens during these types of situations it brings up this uncertainty and fear but what it does is that that uncertainty and fear is not just from the, the the coronavirus this kind of just you know triggers really other fears and uncertainties about that particular person that go way deeper that go back to their childhood and we call them limited mm -hmm. beliefs and this is a time where you know, some people are looking at it as this is the worst time of their lives because they either lost a job or they've been furloughed or maybe they don't know what to do. And there's all this uncertainty and, you know, they, they may be, you know, in, in getting involved in certain habits that are not serving them. However, this could also be on the flip side for some people where they're saying this has been, this has been a blessing in disguise because it's given me an opportunity to really look at things for what they are and that maybe I've been schlepping into the city for 30 or 20 years and I don't want to do this anymore. Right. And I really, this is a time where I'm going to make a pivot in my life and do something that is about my why. And, and they're finding this time a way to revamp and reset. So it's, it, it, it could go you know, either way with depending upon who that person is and where they're at. But either way, I think that when good things will come about this, it's just that some people that are seeing the positive in it are going to be, you know, are going to see that uh, uh, ahead of the time than the people that don't. But nonetheless, those people will catch up eventually. There's a wonderful book called Who Moved My Cheese by Spencer Johnson, MD. And it's about, you know, four uh, perspectives around some cheese, two mice and two men. And there's an abundance of cheese and one day that cheese is gone. And it's the different reaction to each one of those. And I think we are so very much in that reaction right now. You've got the people that are just angry. You know, this coronavirus is here to, you know, take away my liberty and, uh, you know, um, my rights, my rights and giving me back my rights. And then you've got other people who are confused, you know, dazed and confused. I'm not quite sure what to do, but I know I need to adjust and I don't know how. And then you have, you know, the two mice sniffy and scary who are sniffing out new opportunities and scurrying around to see how they can adjust. So in a lot of ways, the, our own personality traits are going to speak a lot to how we are going to address this and change with this. Have you found that in, in your teachings in what you're doing, Elaine? Absolutely. I was, I was actually just thinking while you and Chris were, were talking about this, that it's interesting from a neuroscience standpoint and a neurochemical standpoint that just the words we choose mm. to describe this. Mm -hmm. So I gave the example to someone the other day where I said, if you say, I'm so terrified of this pandemic, that the cortisol levels in your brain are so much higher than if you say, you know, this lack of clarity in this unsure time of a medical concern the levels of cortisol is not the same at all yeah. as just the, just the words we use to describe it and saying, instead of I'm terrified to mm -hmm. say, you know, I'm feeling a little queasy. I'm feeling a little unsure. I'm feeling a little nervous. How can I channel that? Yeah. Focus is not so much on the part you can't control, the limiting beliefs, all of those things to the part you can control is, which is how am I going to respond to this? How do I want to move mm -hmm. forward from it? So that, that was just what bubbled to mind for me mm -hmm. is just the really interesting neurochemistry that we have just based on the words that we choose to describe this. And so something that I've done with some of my clients is let's try that sentence again. Let's mm -hmm. try taking it down a notch and then focusing on, okay, so this is the thing, whatever this thing sort of looks like, and we're not really sure, but what can you do about it? Yeah. 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 And you know, it's, 
I've been doing my own individual shows every week as well, and I, you know, I want to know common sense. You know, this is, if we treat this, what we know about the flu, we know don't spread it around, <laughs> stay home and get your rest, you know, um, don't, you know, with your sleeve <laughs> yeah, and not wash your hands, you know, a lot of it is simply common sense. But, you know, if you watch the TV all the time, um, you're buying into the fear you're being stifled. So if you're wanting to listen to something or watch something, what educational knowledge base does it have to help you take the steps forward? Not something that scares the bejeevies out of you and throws you 10 feet back. Chris? <laughs> well, I would say, again, you know, I would be watching the news sparingly. I mean, mm. if you just want to get an update here and there or just check what, what's going on with your local weather, great, or... You know, there's no sports right now, so there's no reason to be looking <laughs> there. That's the only reason why I would be turning the TV on. But nonetheless, yeah, the news is just going to be a lot of negative information. And, you know, this is a time to really go in and reflect, go inward. Mm. All the answers are inside. But, you know, when you're, when you're communicating with people like ourselves, you know, we have wisdom. And yet we can inspire and, and empower people to go within to do this and to stop looking always to the outside for all the answers. The thing is, is that the intelligence that you're seeking, it's there. It's not always going to be there in, 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 in a whole, but it's knowing that you can control what you can with what you know and do your part to apply it. Let go of what you don't can control, trusting the process that in time it will lead to where you're going, as long as you have a plan in place as well. But again, I think so many people want to know, oh, they want to be certain and they want to have all the pieces to the puzzle on the table to put it together. And it, it just doesn't work that way. Life and business do not work that way. This no, really no manual, no manual, right? <laughs> no manual. Yeah. You got to trust the process. Yeah. You got to trust yourself. This is where your level of self-esteem and level of confidence come into play. And the only way that you're going to improve upon that is to go inward to address the root cause to what's you know, preventing it to be that way, which is I call limited beliefs, and then adopting certain habits and disciplines in time to do that. And then when you're doing that, it just begins to kind of like, be, it's kind of like magic. Like you yeah. do what you, what you can, and then when you let go of what you can't, that's when the things that you desire happen. It's when you let go. It's not when you're constantly hanging yeah. out and trying to force it to make it happen. As we said, let it go, let it go. That's the reason why this song is so popular, right? I had to let it go. <laughs> you know, I, I, about three years ago, because yeah, words come into my mind and I kind of do a banner on it. And, you know, I said, the universe is here to shake us up, to wake us up, for us to step up and change it up. And, you know, the gift of time that we've been given right now is that time to reflect, to review, to renew. We know we cannot go back out into the world in the same old. We are the destructors. Earth has definitely shown us that. Ozone is closed, folks, because we have been shut down. So the time to reflect of our imprint on the world, on our own lives, um, on each other's lives, it's a real great time of pause and reflect. Elaine, how have you found that with people? Are they able to see that, that this is a time to go in and reflect how we're going to come back out in the world? That is 
I think a really beautiful perspective for starters, what you said about the words that come to mind for you. I always love your your pictures that you paint. <laughs> it It is something that I've been very much encouraging of myself and also of the people that I've spoken with is this is an opportunity to say, okay, life looked a certain way before. How do we want it to look going forward? Mm. It doesn't have to look the same way. And the choice is up to us. You know, do we want to go back to Russian hurry the exact same way we did? You know, I, I will give the lovely example um, from my own life that when I'm commuting to the hospital, my commute tends to be four to six hours. I have had an eight to 10 hour round trip commute, which is crazy. Um, and, and do I want my life to look that way going forward? And, you know, how can I make it happen if I don't want that? And just looking in inside of myself to say, um, I, what's, what's coming to mind all of a sudden for me is, is a quote. And I think I actually shared this with you the last time I was on your show is the mind or the soul once stretched can never return to its original dimensions. And I love that concept of sometimes we get stretched by something that we don't want or we didn't intend, but how can we use that to say, I'm now a different shape or I'm just a different person than I was before. And do I like that? And do I want that? And if I could do this when I wasn't intending it, what else can I do? And now's a really good time to be looking at that. Yeah. What else can I do? What a beautiful time to be actually looking at your canvas and going, okay, which picture do I still want on my canvas? But which picture do I want to paint for myself? You know, we, we're going back to that. Why again, aren't we? Why? are we doing in a why are you going 10 hours for a one or two hour shift or whatever you're doing you know now because we've got the virtual you could talk to someone the other way it's we've been told in so many ways we've got to do it this way well this beautiful pause that we're getting around the world that is costing us economically and with lives so let's respect the gift that we've been given is a time for us to look at why am I doing what I'm doing and how can I do it differently in a way that honors my own integrity, my own core, and at the same time benefits my clientele. Chris, this one's served over to you. Absolutely. Well, I mean, this is where we got to get true to ourselves because mm -hmm. again, we can't give what we don't have. Right. So, mm -hmm. you know, again, it's those core values that when we really are honor them and are true to them, making sure it's our own core values. Because believe it or not, I've coached people where we ended up finding out they've been operating from somebody else's core yeah. values, yeah. It's not their own, because they've been led to believe that's where way you should live or this will make you successful. Again, everybody's got their own value, but it, and we're never going to be you know in alignment perfectly, but yet we can share similar values that we can come together for the common good. And when you can become that, and this is a period where now you can do this moving forward, this is where things happen. This is where people have to trust or have a leap, have a leap of faith. Yeah, you may walk away from a position working in Manhattan where you were making a lot of money, but you had to spend three, four hours of your day just transporting it, you know, into the city and out and really didn't have a life. You may be making probably a fraction of what you're going to make working in something else but knowing it's going to be something satisfying, but in time that money will come mm -hmm. based upon that value of what you become and, and how you impact others to do the same. And, and again, you have to trust that it doesn't happen overnight and you have to assess again, why that's important to you. You only get, you know, supposedly we only get this life once or once a, a go around with it. 
could be more, I don't know, but, but nonetheless, while we're here, we have to just be able to do really what comes from here and, and, and let everything else fall into place based upon what we do from those values. Once in this vessel, once in this conscience, yeah, exactly. and then we take this conscience and it goes on. So, yes. um, Elaine, getting people to look at, yes, but security, um, you know, I, I've got a food on the table or I've got to do this, I've got to do that, you know, and there's a, there's a certain kind of root in us, isn't there, to be sacrificial and to make the excuses, yes, but. But I know, you know, from myself, I went for a period of extremely unhappy, you know, in my marriage, in my life and everything I was doing, loved my kids, poured myself into that. And it was my own kids that came to me and go, but mom, you're not happy. If you're not happy, we're not happy. And so this is again, a great time for us to pause and look at uh, what are my excuses? Am I making excuses? I've got to put the food on the table and Joey needs the you know, braces. Or is it that if I am happy, I am going to um, project that, raise my vibration and be more invitational to opportunities? Uh, that's beautifully said. And it's, it's so interesting. I'm going to actually wrap together what both you and Chris have said. And that is we can't get what we don't have. Mm -hmm. And when we're not happy, it shows, you know, from, from my body language training background, you can tell. And from a neurochemistry standpoint, if someone is sitting there in front of you and they're talking about something and they really don't feel it, you don't feel it. Yes. Your mirror neurons mirror their sensation yep. inside of themselves. You know, you can describe it as neurochemistry. You can describe it as mirror neurons. You can describe it as vibrations. Mm -hmm. All of those matter. Because we feel what each other is feeling, unless you're completely out of tune with <laughs> There are a few people. of those but, around. <laughs> but, but for those of us who are intuitive and who can, you know, tap in, feel into ourselves <laughs> and feel someone else, it, it really does matter how you feel about something. And when you're not in what you're doing, when your spirit, when your mind, when your soul is not in it, it shows. And if we say, for the sake of this conversation, if we say this is our one chance, this is our mm -hmm. one play through this, this, this playground, then we need to take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. And I love the concept of saying we all are meant to be our unique selves. We were given our own unique set of experiences and talents and skills. And all of that comes together to make us fill a specific point on our planet that no one else can fulfill. And I say this actually quite a few times, you need to be you and not someone else 2.0. Thank you. Thank Very you. Helpful. Yes. You know, I say uh, in our self-discovery, it's what instrument are we? How well can I play it? And which orchestra do I belong to? Right? And in business, your orchestra is going to be people that you can align with in business but also there are your clientele in business. But if they're not hearing your music or your orchestra isn't cohesive, then all it is, it feels, you know, like somebody playing the violin very badly. <laughs> right, Chris? <laughs> you want me to answer that? Yes, I want you to answer that. <laughs> I was like, okay. Well, I mean, I'm a first, like I said, I mean, think about it, you know, in, from a musical standpoint, you know, again, you know, everything is flow, right? And, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We, as human beings, we can disrupt that flow. It's energy. And it, when I think about like, you know, music like that, it's the same way you have to let it flow. And, you know, I look at like, you know, drums, drums are, 
you know, they're, there's a, they're, they're part of the rhythm section and they, there, there's a beat, mm -hmm. you know, there's a beat to it. And this is the thing that we got to honor that, that beat and that rhythm rhythms, the flow, so to say, it's like the backbone that keeps everything moving along. And so I, I like to, you know, correlate that to the process of life that, that we, we, we got to, you know, do our part. And, and what Elaine said, again, honoring, you know, our why and honoring who we are from those values, being part of that rhythm. And then just, you know, again, just allowing ourselves to, to, you know, operate at, from a beat level at a higher frequency, you know, that, you know, the higher that we can operate from that frequency, the more that we're going to be a more of an impact on others and, and, and other situations as the example versus a lower level of frequency, which, you know, if you're angry or if you're coming from negative emotions, that's where you're going to be. So the key is choosing to be at a higher frequency and just doing those things consistently that will allow you to stay there. Not I saying I, that's perfect in every day. No, but yeah. you have to work at it. It's yes. Part of, part of the yeah. Process. I think, I think a couple of things you have to step into is um, appreciation. Appreciation for your opportunities, appreciation for the gift you've been given, appreciation um, and gratitude. The fact that you are able to turn your volume up, turn your frequency up. If we don't step into that, then we're not going to actually understand how to step into flow, are we, Elaine? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's always so fascinating to me that to use very simple explanation of if you're sitting on the couch and you want to climb a mountain, you have to get off the couch. <laughs> It's really? Just, not, I can't just put one of those goggles I, I would on and do love, it. <laughs> I would love to say that that's not the case, but it's not true. <laughs> so it's, it really is to get into that. It's something you have to consistently work towards, you know, like what Chris was saying is you got to get up off the couch and you can't just do it once because we all know if you go out and you exercise once the next day, you feel it. And yeah. You don't want to do it again. But if you do it again, <clears> then the next day it's not quite so bad. And then again, and again, and again, and pretty soon, the person that you were sitting on the couch is so far behind you that you wonder how were you ever that person? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, Chris made a joke about these, you know, goggle things that people put on and virtual living through it. And, you know, it has its assets. I know that in nursing homes, it's become a wonderful stimulation for them because they're able to do things, you know, by sitting down. But how many people in business have the goggles on, so to speak, and still living in an illusion of what has been and unable to project to, you know, just maybe don't have the creativity or don't want to do quote the exercise of being able to see things differently. Well, I mean, again, this is again, a, what people are operating from a fixed mindset. I mean, mm. there is opportunity always around. It's just that most people don't see it. It's right in front of you. I've actually been in with people where I've seen an opportunity right there. I saw it for them and they didn't see it. And I can attest to it because I had, I experienced the same thing. I, there used to be opportunity and I never saw it because I, I was fixed on what was supposed to be and that I was willing something to be instead of just, you know, controlling what I can and letting go of the rest and then finding what that is and where that opportunity was to ride it from there. So that's the thing, like, you know, when you come, when you shift to a growth mindset and be able to kind of come out of your comfort zone, what Elaine said, you know, get off the couch, you know, yes, the next day it's going to be not feel good. And then you do it again, it gets a little better. And then after a week, it gets a little better. And then after a month, it gets a lot better and then so on and so on and so on. 
It's kind of that frequency and consistency that when we do that to shift out of our comfort zones into a growth mindset, we begin to see those opportunities now. They become more clear because with the growth mindset, you're going to have clarity. You're not going to have that clutterness that, that's blinding you to all this. And when you have clarity, you're able to be more decisive. And when you're decisive, you can take action. And again, adopting those principles that you're, you're staying true to your values, you're controlling what you can, letting go of the rest, and allowing that process to lead you to where you want to go. You've just said the magic word again, allow. You know, let go of the reins. Uh, you may be unsure right now of, of which way you're going to go. This is the time to take that breath, to recenter yourself, to open literally all of the chakras and just allow the vision to come to you. Because if it's so much either in anxiety or in uh, in dictator, uh, it must be this way, you are going to block those opportunities. You're not going to see those opportunities. And we're going back to that flow of allow. Um, Letting go, okay, (laughs) seems to be the theme here, and allowing that creativity to come to you without the manual, just simply opening up and letting that visual, that creativity, that unknown come to you is, again, a practice that we have to practice, isn't it, Elaine? It's another muscle that we have to use. Absolutely. I I used an example and you actually commented on it, so I'm going to repeat this example again. But I use the example of some of us get so attached to the way that we're doing things that I describe it as holding on to the cactus. Mm, yes, yes. You know, yes, we're gripping yes. this cactus close yes. to us because this is the way we've always done it. And Ooh, it's hurting us. <laughs> yes, it's hurting us. We're like, oh, it really hurts so all this, but it's the way I've always done it. This is my comfort zone. And when you can let go of that yeah. and heal from all of the spines, but mm-hmm. when you can let go of that, then you give the space for something better to come in. I like to use another thing that I say fairly frequently is when you're holding on to the, it's not bad or it's okay. You don't create the space for that's great. This is fantastic, but you have to let go of the one thing in order for there to be space for the next thing to come in. Yeah. I love, I love the cactus analogy. I think it's absolutely wonderful. And you know, there's so many people who go, why am I hurting? <laughs> They're hugging it and they don't realize it. And would you find that? I mean, you know, you deal with executives, you know, people in big corporations, Chris, it, for them, the burden, you know, of the shareholders and, and all the people that work for them and, and one wrong decision, you know, and it's how are we navigating right now? Would you say that an awful lot of them are kind of maybe holding on to the cactus right now and just oh, unable to see a path forward? Yeah, it, all the time. Because again, people, they want to tell people what they want to hear. We're all, we, we, we're all here. We've been, trained to, we've been trained to please and enable, mm-hmm. you know, that's codependent behavior versus coming from empathy and kindness. You know, I understand that a shareholder would say that, hey, by the end of this quarter, we, we have to be here. And that's what they, whether they've, you know, they're maybe a huge investor and, and, that, and, that, and they can think that way. It's fine. They totally get it. But, you know, reality is reality. That certain things are happening in the industry. There are certain changes. So you have to be able to communicate and really be able to honor where things are and really speak, you know, speak from empathy and kindness to that situation. Sometimes it's not necessarily going to be what they want to hear. And, but yet that you're telling them in a way that you have the best interest of the organization that while we may be down for this quarter, and a, yes, I know it's affecting your investment, this is what we have in play that we're, we're looking at where we're, we're going to take it even higher 
you know, in the next, uh, next few quarters. So sometimes we got to, you know, go backwards to go forward. And so, so again, it comes down to that communication, but learning again to, you know, not, not to come from a place of pleasing and enabling, but from empathy and kindness, because one is interdependent and one is codependent. And if we come from a codependent uh, level, we're just reinforcing someone to keep putting all these, these expectations onto us that often will go unfulfilled and everyone gets disappointed. And we just, we again, just continue to go, you know, chasing our tail, doing the same things over and over and over again, deflecting uh, how we feel about yourself onto others. And, and it just repeats itself over and over again. So this is how to break that pattern. You know, it starts from the inside out with each person. You have to start with you, not somewhere else. I, you know, you said it actually at the beginning, you know, the, the aligning with the right people. You know, it, again, I've, I've used the metaphor orchestra. You know, when the people that are your shareholders or the people that you're working with are understanding the why of the business, that when the business is facing trouble, that is when everybody puts their own self aside and go, what can we do to support the whole? This isn't about the share. Well, I want my money and I don't care how I get it. If you've got those kind of people, you have the wrong people in your industry. And I would say that's still very much an old paradigm that's still relevant. But if in you know, any businesses that you may redirect to now, make sure you have people that do have the empathy and the kindness as just, the call right on the bat i work with startups i just had a call two hours ago with a startup and he was looking at going with a, bro a, a security broker someone who has a series seven that is licensed to bring in accredited money to raise money for for companies and i said you can go that route then it's fine however that particular broker is just they're just going to get the money to get the money for you because they know they're going to get their commission or whatever deal you have mm -hmm. worked out now, what if they bring somebody in that you are in complete contrast with your values to theirs? This is not going to be a marriage that's going to be, that's going to last because they're going to be wanting their money. They're going to want to know where the return is coming. And th this is going to be an unpleasant experience. You might be better off not even having the money at all right now and still staying where you're at. Mm -hmm. But with that being the case, you want to, you want to be able to find the, that there's, there's no such thing as a perfect partner. But you're, again, starting off from a place of those values to make, to the best of your ability to find the right fit where those values align in some way. There's an understanding of each other and that each other understands their roles and their duties and how they can come together interdependently to make this work. And then trusting that process. If you can kind of try to do that homework up front, then you offset these potential problems that will, will definitely come up later on and then hinder the progress and the growth of the organization. And, you know, some companies have become successful just because there was, they, they filled the need at that time way mm -hmm. back then, but they operate in dysfunction and they, mm. you know, you can do it, but you know, if you, things are going to get better and you're going to retain skilled employees or you're going to lower costs and become more efficient, you got to make these changes. And it, and, and it doesn't start with somebody else. It starts with you. Yeah. I, I, was, I, I often get approached by um, other people, especially MLMs, you know, um, oh, we could subsidize, you know, your income and, you know, come and be a part of this and all you have to do is this and why wouldn't you? And, you know, they play the guilt trip, you know, well, you need money. Why wouldn't you do this? So, you know, what's your excuse? And, and it's, you know, as I pointed out to someone, which actually put the end to the conversation, it doesn't match my 
core value. And if my core cannot give its all, then I cannot be of benefit to you and you can't be of benefit to me. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Because again, it's about their needs. I mean, yeah. I mean, I understand where they're coming from, but, but again, they just don't see the bigger picture. To, to them, it's a short-term thing. I, I want to bring roll somebody. I want to make more money. And of course, hey, if you make money, great. We want you to make money too. But, but that, that's why that's not a sustainable model. That's why a lot of times in the MLM business, there's a, there's a breakdown in it because of, you know, again, not, not coming, not doing it in a way that sets you up. You set yourself up for more sustainable success in the long run doing that homework and building that foundation first, like a house, right? You could have a beautiful home, but if it's got a faulty foundation, mm -hmm. it's not going to sustain. Build your foundation, then build that home. Beautiful. Home. And that foundation is, is built from your core value, from your why, you know, from building trust, building relationships. And, and, you know, as I say, you're an ultimate relationship builder, Elaine, and, you know, really you're out there with the flags cheerleading everybody along. And I think what people don't realize in business, um, we talk about relationships in business and it's not just a relationship with someone you're doing, you know, face-to-face -face business with. It's the relationship of a, the social media, but, um, you know, you know, I can't do business with you. I don't need what you have, but I love who you are and I'm going to refer people to you. And that is what you have a great expertise in doing, but it's also part of the essentiality of survival right now, isn't it? Let us refer one another, let us support and build one another up. That's truly the real abundance and enrichment, isn't it, Elaine? Absolutely. I, I love a quote that I'm probably not going to get quite right right at this moment, but it's people won't remember what you say, people won't remember what you do, but people will remember how you made them feel. And this right now is an incredible opportunity to help people remember that about you. And there are corporations that are missing that completely by things that they are doing. And then there are other companies that are making huge gains in their future with their loyal and super engaged employees going forward because their employees are saying, oh, they actually care about me. They actually are trying to make this work. They are making cuts at the top so that us at the bottom can do our job still. And that is going to set those companies apart long-term. And that is absolutely about building relationships. The things that we do right now as individuals and as corporations will echo long into our futures. Public relations. You know, my son has a restaurant. And of course, you know, I, he actually snapped his thema, uh, not his thema, his Achilles. And um, I, I went over to, to, you know, help him out at the restaurant and kind of drive him around. And he's in this big cast. And, you know, he'll, he'll go to the restaurant and sit by the till with the leg up, you know, taking orders. And then while I'm there, the shutdown happened. And so we went to takeout. And he's adjusted his menus, adjusted his time, has adjusted his staff. He's not making any money. You know, he's barely managing to stay open. But for him, it's he's of service to the people who have built his business. So he wants to give back to his community and give them a meal and a relief from, you know, whatever the daily grind is. And it's that relationship with that community of we're there for one another. And then, you know, once he's opens up again, of course, they'll right, right be back in droves. And I think this is, as you said, Elaine, we're seeing this in companies. 
we're seeing the companies like the 3M who have gouged the prices on all of their products. And then we're seeing other industries, you know, giving a million or a billion or a this or a that, and, um, or, you know, paying people's rent or, you know, the meals or, or paying the salaries. Um, Trevor Noah is, is paying the salaries of his team right now out of his own money. This is what we're going to remember during this, isn't it? Who stepped up for their community? Who stepped up to look after their own people? And when we go back to doing business, don't we want to do business with people with that integrity as opposed to people that jack the prices up and try to profiteer from this? Chris? <laughs> I agree. Well, again, it, it comes down to, we, we talked about those values. Somebody operating out of integrity is always going to do the right thing when no one's looking. And, you know, and again, they're going to do what's best for that person or group of people or the industry they serve, regardless if they are going to be the ones or, or if they refer to someone else. So again, you know, it's, but it's those organizations, what I like to call give without expectation, mm -hmm. without resistance, because, you know, let's say for instance, that, you know, you could serve someone and, but yet, you know, there's another source that's even better. And you know that, but you, but that person came to you and they want to work with you. Well, you could still work with them, but, but if you knew there was someone that would be better suited and they would have a better experience for what they were looking for, you gave them a recommendation to use that other source. It's not like you're giving away the business. You're doing the right thing, but knowing that it will come back, it, it, we're not sure what the time, but it will be even a better situation. One yeah. that really aligns with why you do what you do. And again, going back to what you know, Lane was talking about, you know, giving what you have to have them have a better experience. And then when people have great experiences, when they do their part with you, and then now they, they, they refer people. I mean, just plain and simple. That's what yeah. people do. It's just a human nature. They're going to do what, if they, if they feel like you've related to them, understand them, and, you know, had their back from empathy and kindness, they're eventually going to do the same. It doesn't mean that they do and, that, and don't expect it, but know that it does come back you know, with receive without resistance. Yeah. It's a boomerang, isn't it? Now, if you're going to put out, you know, um, dysfunction or greed or profiteering, it's going to come back. It's going to hit you on the head somewhere. If you're putting out kindness and caring, you know, that is going to come back as well. And it may not come back from the people that you're showing kindness and caring to. It may come from a different source, but what you put out will always come back. And that's why we've got to be so mindful, soulful, heartful, and spiritful, don't we, Elaine? Absolutely. I, I love the boomerang thing. <laughs> and and I, just, I just want to say thank you, Chris. You had mentioned in the webinar that um, I supported you in yesterday. Just I love that concept of give without expectation and receive without resistance. And that's so powerful because one of the things that I like to think about is if I'm having a conversation with someone, say, from Australia, and I can connect them with someone from Canada, maybe this is a connection they wouldn't have had otherwise. And does that profit me? No. Do I say, oh, you need to pay me money for introducing you? But if I can see a connection, mm -hmm. then what comes out of that for me, what I love is the smiles on both of their faces to know they were connected with someone and to know that I made that happen, but also Part of my legacy on this planet is every beautiful, amazing thing that they do as part of their collaboration. I get to say, I introduced them. Yes. Even if it doesn't make me a penny, I get a smile of knowing that I helped something happen. And that is, I think, part of that beautiful boomerang. It doesn't matter to me if I ever make money off of it. But I can guarantee you, every time I see, oh, those people are doing stuff <laughs> together, I get to go, oh, 
and I kind of made that happen. That's fun. And, and so for me, that's part of the boomerang effect is mm -hmm. just being a part of connecting people together and saying, hey, my friend Chris is having this great webinar and I think you should come to it. I think you should be a part of it. And when I talk to people about oh, podcast shows that you, you should be on, I'm saying, Sarah Choi is the most <laughs> wonderful woman on the planet. You have to talk to her. And, and, and that's one of the things that I love doing. Will I be able to see how that impacts? No, but every person that we touch in a positive way, that ripple effect goes out and we're a part of that. And that's amazing to me. And in a lot of ways, that's, that's your e-commerce. You know, you're not doing it for the money, you're doing it for the enrichment. And, yeah. but of course we still need to make money and it's nice if we can make money through that same enrichment. And would you say this is the way the mentality is going towards business today, Chris, is that enrich other people, empower other people, allow other people to get rich and you can benefit from it financially yes but you know it's like the teacher if the teacher learns from the student then that is so much more impactful than than just the the teacher imparting her knowledge right or his knowledge it's about the wisdom that comes out of that knowledge and if people can have that same enrichment of of igniting people connecting people and having them succeed and also managed to do it in a way where there is some money in it because that's business. Yeah, absolutely. That does the ultimate, isn't it? I mean, I think, you know, with this pandemic, if, if, if we were all being in the moment, being con you know, conscious of what's going on, that there are far, there's a far greater life ahead of us, mm. more prosperity. When I say prosperity, that doesn't necessarily mean just money. That just means it incorporates just anything like, you know, do, you know, living a life that you, you, you deserve to live, you know, having the things that you enjoy. It doesn't mean you have to have all these material things, but it's again, instead of shifting towards, you know, from competition to collaboration, there's plenty out there for everyone. We don't have to outdo one another to sabotage one to get, to get so we get the upper leg in, in our industry. There's plenty. And and the thing is, when we come from core values and principles, we, we understand that we're never going to be everything for everyone. Right. But you're going to be everything for those somebodies that where there's alignment in some way on those similar values. And that's where you serve. And if those other organizations that are in your, you know, same spot in your industry and they have their alignment with certain people, that's theirs. And again, we can collaborate and come together to do what's right for people and knowing that we can all benefit. You know, yes, sports is fun and it's competitive and, you know, you, you, know, you want to see that in a way. But why does business have to be that? Yeah. Why does we have why to be so cutthroat, right? Your life have to be that way. Be, you know, like comparing yourself to the Joneses, you know, that mm. term you've always heard of. Well, the Caldassians. It takes energy. It's exhausting. It, it's it's, it just doesn't lead to anything sustainably good long-term. It leads to burnout. It's like people who has told a fib and they can't remember who they've told a fib to. And they've told a different fib to someone else. And now somebody's all in the same room and you can't remember, what did I tell everybody? Well, if you were just yourself, unapologetically, authentically yourself, everybody would have a different truth about you because they're receiving you from their own perspective. But at least you know, you're on the same level, you know, as Popeye says, I am what I am. You know, but this, this, you know, um, image, I've got to protect my image and I can't say this and I can't do that. P 
people know you're hiding something. And if you're hiding something, it's like, well, I don't know. Do I want to do business with them? There's just something shady here. You know, not everybody's going to buy you. But those that connect with you and that like your openness and your honesty are going to want to do business with you because of that. So shady business is something that I think is being etched out because we really don't have time for it anymore, do we? Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is like the time. I mean, we, we got to hope that this is now this, you know, this time, not like we had 2000, we had the financial crash, then we had 9-11, that this is a time that do we... Are we all going to go back to the same old, same old? Oh, please, no. Are we, we going to, you know, you know, together shift? Because this has been the first time in this, this short eight weeks, whatever it's been, that you're not hearing about terrorism. You're not yeah. hearing about what's going on in Venezuela and all these countries where there's issues. It's about people now. It's about people. Let's stop. Let's let's move towards that, and not like all these other things that are isolating people, isolating businesses, isolating countries. And so, this is the thing that I think I, you know. I'm, I'm praying that yeah. we're all with you there. With you there. <laughs> Yeah. I interviewed a wonderful guy called Robert Geerk um, from Germany. He was born on, on, the, um, on the other side of the wall and he was 12 when it went down. And there was a lot of the kind of the, the communistic consciousness he brought with him. And he started a business called Pure Necessity. And he goes around to companies going, it's people, planet for profit not profit at the expense of people and planet. And just that shift in perspective, because we have gouged this planet. We've abused each other in the name of profit. We have totally lost the sense of gratitude. We have just become more, 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 more is more, more is more, and become emptier and emptier and emptier in the inside as we seek the outside gratification. This wonderful pause, this wonderful gift that we've been given right now, this wonderful time to reflect, is a wonderful time to shift that perspective altogether and go about our practices in a different way. Look at our planet right now. She's singing hallelujah. And I think she's saying, look, this was a warning. Next time it's a pure delete button. Get your act together. <laughs> Elaine, what would you say to people right now about just embracing the beautiful unknown, the blank canvas, and just allowing whatever picture to come forth? Well, I would say, hey, you need to talk to Sarah about that lovely picture <laughs> that you just painted right there. <laughs> I didn't think I could say it any better than that. It, I, I absolutely have been describing it to people that I've been talking to as this is a gift and we absolutely shouldn't overlook it we absolutely shouldn't just go oh that's nice and chuck it behind us and go back to going <laughs> but what's the thing that's going to happen we do a disservice to this gift that we've been given this opportunity to say we have a chance to say reset and how do I want it to look going forward what of those as Chris likes to say um so well what are those limiting beliefs? Are we just going to say, I don't need those anymore. I can stop making excuses based on my childhood or my this or my that or whatever. All of us have something that we've shoveled through. And whether or not we want to step out of that, leave the shovel behind and just say, I don't need to play with it anymore. I don't I need this manure. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was trying to be very careful. <laughs> the image was there. <laughs> <laughs> and that we can move on from that. And 
how much can we use that to say, I'm going to go build that better foundation for me to have this new, incredible, mm. amazing chapter. And I can have it be anything I want. Anything we want. You know, I think a lot of people are at home with their kids right now. And of course, for an executive or somebody that's normally be in the boardroom, you know, it, it literally is it's a twilight zone for many of them. And there's a lot of kids' movies you can watch. And, you, and Inside Out is one of them. You know, how to recognize why our emotions are there. You know, it's the emotion is a reflection of what is going on. Deal with it. Don't become emotional about it. But then there are many other movies there. It's rather like, you know, let it go. Um, and that are teaching our children, but I think are an incredible reminder to us of what really is the priority in life. And this is really a gift at the present moment, isn't it? What is your priority? As you mentioned, Chris, do I want the six figure? You know, the three hour commute, never seeing my family. What am I working for? I'm losing the valuable gift of time with them. Can we do with less that we've become a slave to? And can we have more value of each other? This, I think a lot of the kids' movies out there right now, I think we all need to watch because they are that wonderful shift and reminder of what really is important in life. Have any of your people that you're working with, Chris, have this epiphany right now? Yeah, I mean, I, I've met a quite a few people. And, you know, the, the goal is that you hope it becomes sustainable. Again, a lot of people get caught up in thinking, I, you know, I get it but then they just allow everyday life to kind of shift them right back to the same old, same old, I got to pay bills. I got to, you know, I got to pay for insurance. And while these are all realities and, you know, and I understand, you know, you know, the cost of living can be very high, especially in today's world. But again, it comes down to, again, trusting that process. Mm-hmm. Everybody is getting through this period of time with less people have lost their mm-hmm. jobs. People have been furloughed people in their own businesses have lost clients. I'm a coach. I've had two clients fall off because they can't afford the coaching because they got, uh, they're making less money or they lost their jobs. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, we're still here. We still got food on the table. We still have a roof overhead. Yes, things are a little bit tighter, but nonetheless, we will get through this. And again, this is all part of the process. It's It's again, looking for the opportunities disguised in the challenges so that when you can embrace them and, and nurture them and honor them and cultivate whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it, that it will move us ahead. We'll always get what we need, not necessarily always what we want, mm-hmm. but we'll always get what we need if you trust that process. You just got to be open and go with the flow like we talked about earlier. Allow, 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 right, <laughs> Elaine? Allow. Get out of your own way. Yeah. Get out of your head. You know, uh, rewire that programming of doubt and and again practice 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 until it becomes a new pattern right Elaine? absolutely yeah i this of course i have to go with the neuroscience you know they they have actually done little videos showing your brain rewiring itself mm-hmm. with new experiences and of course for me the neuroscience nerd i think that's super cool <laughs> and 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 i just think it's it has such a message of hope mm-hmm. that says I don't have to be the person I've always been. I can choose to have my future look any way I want. You know, I love the idea of saying, you know, where you see the the little quote and it has can and there's the apostrophe T and they have it scratched out. You know, what if I can do it? It's so much more powerful of a question than saying, oh, I, I don't think I can do this because blah, 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 blah. 
your brain will go out and look for whatever data you ask it to look for. If you say, I don't think I can do it, your brain will find all the reasons to support that decision yes. that you have made. If you say the opposite, I think I can do this. I wonder how it's possible. Your brain will go and it will find all of the supporting data you need in order to step forward and make it happen. And in that stepping forward and changing the neurological pattern, you are now projecting that frequency and that vibration of invitation and possibilities out to everyone else. Because especially right now, really people are looking for people that are enthusiastic and, and think positively because there is just so much doubt and negativity. And, you know, I call it the CNN effect. They take a pimple and make it into a volcanic eruption, you know, and it's, you know, that's to stop buying the fear and take the breath. I mean, you literally take the breath, a few deep breaths and start, as you said, reverbing how we speak to ourselves. And then when we go back out to our clientele, I know this has hit you hard. I still want to be of service to you. How can we go about doing that under your circumstances? It's not a question of, you know, no, we can't go back to the way it was. We need to adjust the way we're going to do it now. Let us look for the solution because there is always a creative solution if you're willing to allow the, the process to go through that way. Right, Chris? Absolutely. So how do people get hold of you, Chris, right now? What are you offering right now that, that they can help people through this process if they're saying, you know what, I, I just don't want to go back to my old life. I want to get to, you know, go down this new path and I'm not sure what this path is going to be, but how can you help them and how can they find you? Well, I'd be happy to have, I mean, it's, it's all about getting to know you first. You know, mm -hmm. I, I have to get, you got to get to know me. I got to get to know you. And it's built upon that relatability, you know, and we have to be able to understand more importantly that I have to understand you in this case and relate to you and then to see if you could do the same with me to see if this is something I can help you to help yourself. And so I'm offering a, a 45 minute consultation, whether if you're a corporation, human resource manager, uh, VP of sales, whatever, wherever that, you know, that, that you, there's a need or an individual that wants to talk one-on-one, uh, -on -one, I'm happy to talk about, you know, what's holding you back, where, where, where do you like to be, and at least, you know, get to know you, be able to give you some direction to at least, you know, start off the, the conversation to begin potentially a fruitful relationship that can benefit you. So 45-minute consultation. They can find out more information at my website at www.christophersalem.com. Or they could send me an email at chris at christophersalem.com or reach out on LinkedIn at Christopher Salem. Excellent. And Elaine, my darling, would you share what you're doing right now, how you're helping people in the future and how people can get hold of you? Absolutely. But uh, I'm, I'm going to give a little shout out to Chris. I think one of the other ways that they can get introduced to Chris is he is running a webinar series right now. And I think people should check it out because I think it was of great value. So uh, a lot Chris of pennies will drop there, right? <laughs> yes. Chris, Chris, Chris is being modest. So I'm, I'm throwing him that one. You see the cheerleader, so, uh, the cheerleader. You see what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so definitely, if you're not sure, if you're not brave enough to get on that call with Chris, at least take his webinar and, and learn, get some value there. Too, yeah, and you'll exactly. be introduced to him that way. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> sorry, I had to do a little woo woo for Chris yeah. there. 
So, so for me, people, I, I absolutely like what Chris says. There needs to be synergy. I need to be a person that someone wants to work with. I'm not for everybody. You know, I have a very specific, I like to say I'm sort of your tough love cheerleader type. And that is that if you're not ready to take action, please don't call me. I, 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 I yeah, no. <laughs> Just no. Um, I, I'm all about taking action and action steps and we will have fun while we do it. We may laugh quite a bit, but you're going to need to work. And if you're not ready to work, I want you to talk to your dog or stay on your couch or whatever it is that you need to do with your life. <laughs> Don't call me. Um, Listen to some so, webinars to get shifted in the right direction. Exactly. exactly. Go to Chris's webinar yeah. first and uh, work with him. <laughs> find a genuine person like Elaine. So no, I'm right now. Yeah. She's genuine. the real deal. Um, <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Thank you. That's very kind. So how people can find me is, um, as I like to say, come to LinkedIn, come to, you know, LinkedIn slash in slash Elaine Shock. I'll squish together, look for the red hair and the smile, and that's where you'll find me. So. Uh, will you spell your last name, love, because I know it's spelled differently to the way other people may spell it. <laughs> this is so true. So it's French. So there's a whole lot of letters there that you don't say. So it's Elaine, E-L-A-I-N-E, and my last name is J-A-C-Q-U-E-S. As in Samuel. So find you all in LinkedIn. And of course, you are the cheerleader there. I love the way you connect. You've connected me to a few people, which I'm very grateful for. But, you know, that's, you know, I'm, I'm a knowledge sharer platform. You know, I put out the library. You know, this is, this is a, a, another podcast in the library ready for there, for the clicking for when people are ready to hear it. And, you know, people, how many people listen? I say all those that are ready to hear. And, you know, I'm putting out the wonderful wisdom, the wonderful knowledge from people who are walking the walk. And it's when people are ready to hear it, you know, then that's when they're going to really receive it. Because there are people that will just hear something and there are people that are truly listening to something. And, you know, that goes with absolutely everything in life. When you're ready and you really want to know and you've got out of your own way, now you're truly prepared to listen. And as you said, that listening has to lead into action. I've created a new word called actionism. So, oh. so instead of, you know, activism, where you're talking about it, actionism, where you step into it. And, you know, I think we all need to step into actionism right now. And if we're confused about which way we're going, well, the first thing you can do is listen to the webinars, connect with both of you, start the dialogue, reach out to have a quick talk with you. Also, I know with you, Elaine, as well. And, you know, it's take the first step. You know, it's not about, oh, but my couch is weighing me down. No, <laughs> that's your butt. <laughs> the very many butts that you keep putting in, the, in, your, in your dialogue, right? <laughs> so at some point, you've got to say, you know what? No more excuses. No more excuses. I don't like the way my life has been going. This is the perfect opportunity to change it. I'm now seeking my how. Right. And so two wonderful people right here, right now, that can show you the direction of your house. So thank you both of you for coming on today. It's been an absolute delight to have you back here again. I invite everybody to go back and listen to the shows that you've done with us before. Uh, there are illuminating and filled with just exuberance and knowledge and things that you can apply to your life. But it's been an absolute delight having you both here today. So thank you so much. Thank you, thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you, Elaine. Thank you, Chris. Two wonderful people. What a gift I've given you here today, folks. And don't forget, it's just a question of listening. Take notes. And you know, you may know somebody right now that's at that crossroads and not quite sure what to do. Send them the show.
right? That's what sharing is all about. Share the show. Use somebody out there that's needing this information at the present moment. So don't forget to keep on sharing. Keep on celebrating one another. And please, the sun is coming out today. Never mind tomorrow. Get out there and enjoy it. Until next time, folks. Bye for now. We hope you enjoyed the show. We look forward to bringing you more shows. Please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com slash shows and you will see the incredible lineup of genres and shows that we have for you. We are here to make a difference in your life. Thank you for listening.